from Mighty Trapdoor Mansion. Hi, it's Hot Tit Hill. It's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine. Featuring Frank Hemblin, Horace Pengrove, William Bentley III, with Stinky the Game Master, T.T. Schmootkins, Tishka Honeypot, Alex Greenspan, and Cut Cockbirth. Welcome to We Talk Games Arcade Weekly, and we're continuing. No, we're not. Here I go. (laughs) And Kyle will go to the toilet because he hates this game. I do. Yeah, I am uh, Wiggly. On the Skype pipe is Kyle Von Kubik. I do hate this game. On the other Skype pipe, Johnny Capcom. Oh. What? Hello? Yeah, what? Oh, there he is. is. Very excited to be on today's show as well. In the booth, as always, DJ Spinderella. She's on her game today, man. Hit me with some of that shit. I'm on a big wheel. Yeah. <laughs> what do we do on Arcade Weekly? We review an arcade game a week, right? That's Is this right. weekly? It's weekly. Jesus Christ. What the fuck were we thinking? Clues from last week had to do with I can be the dragon right away, and I don't remember what yours was, Kyle. Average is not good. I think something along (laughs) those lines. That's true. So today we're going to talk about a game that I really like. I played it on my FM Towns 2. If you don't know what the FM Towns was, it was a $1,000 video gaming system. It was supposed to be a computer like the Mac 2 or something like that. But it was Japanese only, and it was called the FM Towns. And it was the first video game system that had a CD-ROM drive. It also had two floppy drives. Uh, and I had the FM Towns too. It's mostly known for its hentai games, although it doesn't feature a lot of negatives associated with hentai it doesn't get that violent or rapey or a little kitty everyone's 18 or older that are featured mm-hmm. in these hentai games although they probably do get penetrated by some type of octopus tentacles yes or yes, no tentacles happen i'm sure it's also known for its emulation of arcade games and they do really fantastic emulations of, of arcade titles and this was one of the games that I really played a lot on it which is called Death Braid from 1991 Data East we you know play it. a hairdresser <laughs> Death Braid <laughs> oh my braids are killing me <laughs> Your braids hurt? They're killing me. Death Braid, 1991, Daddy. You will know it here as Mutant f- f- Fighter. I don't know why I put a P in front of Fighter. Mutant <laughs> Fighter came out for the Genesis and, uh, and a couple other things, I'm sure. Not to be confused with Sega's Mazen Saga Mutant Fighter, which came out in 1993. 
This game, Death Braid, the thing that makes it interesting is that it's a sort of three-quarter overhead wandering around. It's like a pro wrestling game, except that Mm -hmm. you don't really have a wrestling rink, per se. There are some areas where you're on top of the castle and you have um, two ropes on either side of you. Sometimes there's spikes, there's exploding bowling balls, and (laughs) other things that might be in a pro wrestling game. And your characters do pro wrestling moves, and that's what blows me away by this, but uh, we'll get into the gameplay later. But it's a fighting game, a one-on-one fighting game, where you also have mythical creatures. You know it's going to be good because Data East is just synonymous with fighting games. Yeah. Now, let's not get ahead of ourselves. Let's talk a little bit about the making mechanics here because you might have to put your feet in your mouse. Mm. Uh, Not both of them, just maybe a toe. 1983 was the first pro wrestling game that I know of in the arcade, which was Big Pro Wrestling, also known as Tag Team Wrestling, which was a really neat game made by Technos. And Technos would go on to make the majority of the pro wrestling-based arcade games and some uh, home console games as well. Big Pro Wrestling, if you don't know, it was a tag team wrestling, which is amazing that you start with tag team wrestling instead of just like a one-on-one. Mm. What would happen is when you locked up with somebody, you would scroll through a menu of what type of moves you'd want to do, and it was time-based. So if you picked a good move, you might be able to give him an Irish whip. No offense, John. You might be able to... Uh, <laughs> does, anybody know, does anybody know why it's called an Irish whip? I guess Irish yeah, came up. Yeah, because uh, there was a wrestler called Dan O'Mahony, and uh, he was from Cork and I believe he introduced it to pro wrestling there's certain things that you wonder why it needs a name and that would be one of them but I guess there you go I guess maybe a lot of the stuff was just ground based grappling and uh, you know he was the first to really keep it on its feet and whip someone into ropes so I guess uh, I guess that is really a move more than he whipped the hydra into the ropes (laughs) (laughs) <laughs> I can't wait to talk about that. So we had 1983, we had, uh, we had Big Pro Wrestling, as I mentioned, Technos. Now, here's the thing. They did it with Data East. So Data East was actually in on the first pro wrestling style game. 1985, Matt Mania came out, also known as Exciting Hour in Japan. That was by Technos. Then we had the Ultimate Muscle Books and Games, also known as Kaniku Man in 1980. So, uh, oh, whoops, 1980 came before 1983. Shit. The Muscle Books, not Ultimate Muscle, Muscle Books, uh, also known as Kinku Man, came out in 1980, the manga. And then the first game version of that came out in 1987 on the Famicom Disk System. Mm. So if you remember, we did get Muscle. And oh, yeah. it's the same game. <laughs> and if you remember this, <laughs> you were like a giant pixel. <laughs> That was maybe made out of like three colors, and it was supposed to be a person. It, it was, you brought up Pogs a while ago. And I think if you would have thrown Pogs at the screen, it might have made more sense and been more interesting than trying to play muscle for the Nintendo. Uh, then we had Fighting Street, Street Fighter, in 1987. Now, I bring this up because it is, we also punch and kick people, etc. In 1989, we had the first WWF game, WWF uh, Superstars by Technos. Got it. Burp. Burp, by the way. Is that the one that you uh, had configured to be a match predictor at one point? No, that was uh, WrestleMania for the NES. Oh, okay. Then Street Fighter Two came out in 91. And I bring this up because now we're in the 91. Here we are, 91, where Death Braid came out. So 1991, we had Street Fighter Two. 
having Deathbraid come out the same time that the groundbreaking Street Fighter 2 came out. Stiff competition for Street Fighter. I mean, you, yes, that's what I think makes this game look terrible next to that. The play mechanics, the graphics, the everything about it. But once again, like I said, when I played this the first time I was exposed to this was on the FM Towns. And when I played this, I just went out of my mind when I saw what I was doing. It's sort of like when you first played Dynamite Decca or uh, Dynamite Cop for the first time. And you're freaking power bombing people through desks and stuff. You're like, what? What? How? At the same time Street Fighter 2 came out, WWF WrestleFest 1991 came out with their tag teams, huge sprites, more involved finishers. You could actually do a finish. It was kind of hit or miss with finishers on the first superstars. But on WrestleFest, everybody knows this is, you know, an amazing game. Um, so that oh, yeah. has to compete with Death Braid as well. <laughs> My, so, my cousin used to love talking about WrestleFest and how Hulk Hogan looks like he's made out of sausages. And, <laughs> and, uh, go everybody back, has the same bodies. Sausage, yeah, everybody has the same <laughs> bodies except for uh, Earthquake, I think. Yeah. Now we come to Death Braid in 1991, the Mutant Fighter. In 1991, Daddy East also released Joe and Mac, which is uh, Caveman... Caveman Ninja. Caveman Ninja. So if, if you've seen that game, you know that is excessively gorgeous. Mm-hmm. This came out at the same time that did as well. You had Captain America and the Avengers, which to me looks like shit. You had uh, Crude Buster... Of course, one of our favorites, uh, also known as Two Crew Dudes, which was yeah. semi-shit, I think. Uh, mixed bag. You had Lemmings. Nothing like th- that at all. <laughs> <laughs> but an incredibly um, important game yeah. in gaming history. And then one of the games I also hate, Silent Debuggers for the PC Engine, which was a gorgeous game. First-person dungeon crawler, space-themed. You might like it, you might not. I didn't really care for it, but... Uh, At the I, end of that game? Yeah. Uh, that's also by Data East, was it? It was, yes. When you get to the end of that game, it goes, if you like a challenge, maybe you should go play Mutant Fighter in it the does. arcade. It does. <laughs> yeah, because we're going to go broke. Um, and then in 1992, we had Mortal Mom At... That's what Siri thinks I say when I want to say Mortal Kombat. Uh, and then in 1993, we had Eternal Champions. Now, I bring this up because Eternal Champions was pretty much poop. I don't remember a lot of people liking it. I remember a lot of people crapping on it. But everyone was jumping on a Street Fighter Mortal Kombat theme. However, I absolutely love 1995's Eternal Champions Challenge from the Dark Side CD because there was something about it that did remind me of like Rorschach from um, Watchmen. From Watchmen, not the game. Watchmen, the com- <laughs> the uh, the graphic novel, the comic book series. Was there a giant squid at the end? Actually, there were some water parts, and there were some uh, really interesting fatalities and finishing moves and stuff. So I wouldn't be surprised if there. Were- I know there were sharks. I'll give you that. Okay. I don't know if there was a giant squid though. The fatalities in this, I loved them so much that I played through as every single character. I unlocked every unlockable character, and I learned everybody's combo. And the closest I ever got to that was Tekken 2. I learned all the combo moves and string moves that you could do with King, like the ones that would do 150% damage and stuff Mm -hmm. like that. Like, I learned those. I had to have a book that's not intuitive, 
That's sort of how Eternal Champions is. It's like Mortal Kombat. Nothing's intuitive. Like Street Fighter, you get the different motions. Okay, I go a sweep, I go a back sweep, charge back. Once you learn those type of moves, it makes sense. I, I swipe all the way forward and hit a button. I throw a fireball. Hey, I'm going in that direction. Or I swipe back and I jump up in the air and spin around. Those are more natural. They're more organic. Whereas the Mortal Kombats and the Eternal Champions and um, Tekken, you have to have a guide for. Tattoo yeah. Assassins also I want to bring up. 1994 by Data East. Unfortunately unreleased. One you should add to this. Yeah. Uh, maybe um, the WWF Warzone and Attitude games because they had that <laughs> input where you had to go like up, left, right, down, over, triangle, and then you do like a fucking clothesline or something. Oh my gosh. That was insane. Yeah. And you know, I did learn some of those. I, would, I think I learned doinks special moves and maybe Bret Hart's and I learned all those chains and those were silly because you'd go on for like a minute your opponent would be standing there oh, okay I get it you're beating me you can stop now but you would keep going <laughs> you would keep going the person would be dead and you keep going 1994 Tattoo Assassins by Data East uh, also Sega I think might have been involved with this and uh, fortunately it was never released to the public but you can play it on uh, emulation via emulation somehow the ROM leaked out and you might want to play this if you want to see an arcade version of Kasumi Ninja or Pit Fighter <laughs> No, the one for the one well, did that, that didn't come out for 3D. What was a shitty 3DO one um, that I love too? Way of the Warrior. Way of the Warrior. Yeah, yeah, yeah. That other weird Jaguar one where you could do a poopality and turn them into pieces of poop. Well, that's how this uh, tattoo assassins is. People's tattoos can come to life at the end, and there's an ice skater. Oh, yeah, I've seen this game. Yeah, you can yeah. make someone nude. The ice skater bends over and farts green gas at you, and then her one finishing move is to uh, fire a giant flamethrower of fart out at you. To kill you as you do <laughs> yeah she also drives a zamboni to <laughs> smash your body up i gotta ask all these games sound so much more interesting than <sighs> mutant fighter why didn't we play any one of them because they're not as cool as mutant fighter uh you could turn someone into the mona lisa <laughs> Not in this game. They be, no, in Tattoo Assassins, you make them a portrait of the Mona Lisa with their face, and the Mona Lisa's face happens. You can drop a boat on people. You can turn people into a cactus. The Black Widow's in it. Almost all the girls go nude. This skeleton that's in pointy crystals. So his head is a skull head inside this triangle thing that Prism, his name is. It almost reaches the top of the screen. It's so ugly and horrible. You can uh, rip the skin off of someone, and they're just a skeleton, and then their pants falls off. And then when you win, you're wearing mouse ears, and you're on the cover of Disneyland Today. It says that your character, after beating everyone, wants to go to Disneyland. So that happens. How did he get away with that? It was never released. Ah, <laughs> there was, you go, yeah. Yeah, there's another guy that his tattoos of a skull. Your tattoos come to life, you see. His skull comes to life at the end, and he, it's a skeleton smoking a cigarette with a, a red bandana on and a, and a flying V guitar. He does the Pete Townsend hand circle, and that slices your body in half. <laughs> and then looks up illicit images on the internet and nearly goes to jail. Indeed. <laughs> That's exactly what happened here. Okay, so Death Braid. So let's talk about how great this game is. 
that's not going to be a very long discussion, is it? <laughs> John, I brought you on here so that you could back me up on this title. Because I know that all that Kyle was going to be doing is shitting in its mouth. Yes. You could be the fighter. You could be the Amazonist. Because mm-hmm. Amazon is not female enough. <laughs> yeah. You have to be the Amazoness. <laughs> I guess the male Amazons were not working. Uh, you could be Hercules, which looks nothing like any Hercules ever. He's a big muscle-bound fella. You could be the werewolf. Strong. <laughs> Everybody does have voices, yes. You are a bum to me. <laughs> Feel my fire breath. Or something like that. We uh, stole your quarters. It is hard. Werewolf, you could be. You could be the Minotaur. Also very unusual looking. You could be a Gollum, which when I saw Gollum, Gollum's one of my favorite uh, mythological creatures that doesn't get a lot of play. It's supposed to be a rock creature that is very tied to Kabbalah. So it's really in that whole mythical thing. It's really the only Jewish superhero-y type of creature or villain or whatever you want to call the golem. Sometimes he's good, sometimes he's not. But it's a giant rock creature. Unfortunately, this golem only turns to rock when you kill him. And he's, I don't know what he is, a green tusk giant thing. I think it'd be Beast, of course, the Beast, which to me... Sort of looks like um, a wingless Jersey Devil or something. But then yeah, again, Jersey like Devil. Gargoyle. Yeah, something. Gargoyle. Gargill? Is that what you wanted to call him? Gargamel. Yeah. And then you could also be Dragon. However, you can only be Dragon from the start. You can't be Dragon once you start the game and want to uh, continue as a different player. And Dragon is a cyborgy type of Dragon. Probably the easiest person to play as, but also the least satisfying the reason i bring up muscle is because like in the ultimate muscle games and uh, those other type of games where you do the butt buster and uh, moves like that some of the characters in here will jump way up in the air they'll throw you way up in the air it's one of their throws and then they'll ride you down and pile drive you or buy slam you or butt buster you or um something like that dragon doesn't have any just uh barfs up this giant flame of fire and and burns you deeply and it's very funny when you block his finishing move because he goes to barf and this giant lump forms in his throat before he's going to barf up this uh big flame but then he swallows it (laughs) so and so because he does no flame comes out you don't realize that that's what he's gonna do he just looks like he's gonna puke and then you block it and he swallows his puke (laughs) I can go a little bit into the characters, but it seems like a guy's already hated, uh, which is really sad. <laughs> no, look, it's not the worst game I've ever played, okay? Yes. But it's one of these games that I've discussed in the past, which is unnecessarily fucking tough. It's cheap. And it's very cheap. Yeah. It's really cheap. Well, it's not cheap. It's fucking expensive because you're putting credits into <laughs> yeah. this. You've got to be some kind of fucking oil baron's kid or something. It's, it's like, true. play these arcade games, I like, empathize with like the kid who has to play it back in the day <laughs> yeah and you're there going oh my god a fucking medieval wrestling fantasy game i want to play it and then you're just like 10 seconds later you're dead guess what no fucking dice for you it is incredibly difficult it's unnecessarily difficult you feel like you're moving in molasses it's slow stiff and clunky I didn't feel like I had a good control of the characters. And I played through all of them. I thought maybe it was one character played better than the other. It's just the grappling system, the whole fight system just did not do it for me. And 
honestly, I do not give a shit about professional wrestling. So the fact that like in the track mode, I saw pile drivers happening. Well, we're not talking about a extremely bad game like uh, a Wall Street or a oh. Chack and Pop. Oh. We're talking about a game that is just like real average. And because of that, it makes me hate it. I was like getting like violently angry playing it because I just word. like this game is so fucking bland. I mean, uh, the music is absolutely irritating. I think oh, the drum God. machine was broken, That's and they just music. said "fuck it, leave it in there." I'll give that That's to you. That's Guantanamo music, you know, and they, they put the music on to torture you. <laughs> yeah. I don't even remember the rhythm, but it's that. It's that. It's just the fucking two notes yeah. over and over again. The thing with the the speech, this voice samples, I actually thought it was cool. I thought that was cool that was in there. But for me, if I'm going to play a fighting game of this era, I'm playing Street Fighter. I'm not playing this game. And if I want to play a pro wrestling game of this era, in the arcade, I'm playing Saturday Night Slam Masters. I'm not playing this game. So this game, it didn't do anything. It, if it was worse, it would have been funny because, oh man, look how <laughs> shitty this game is. But the game was just uh, unnecessarily difficult. Obviously a cash grab. And mm. just art-wise, real fucking ugly. Oh, um, and Data East so. is like a roll of the dice in this era, too, because sometimes their art was perfect. Like, it just fit the game, and other times it looked like garbage. And this artwork looks like fucking garbage. Oh, this looks I like disagree. the excrement of Altered Beast. Oh, I disagree. Um, Kyle, you were painting this picture of it like it was like the game meant for torture or whatever. I don't think it's completely... No, uh, no, and I'm not... Like I said... It is bland. It's hmm. yeah, it fucking is. white bread. Is Not to me. And I, I don't care if you don't like pro wrestling. Pro wrestling moves are super because if you really did them to somebody, they would mangle them and kill them. And you probably couldn't do most of the moves to somebody because they wouldn't let you. That's so fine. Like, that's I, why I, it's I great. I mind playing a game with pro wrestling moves in it. It's just the fact that they're in there doesn't draw me to the game. But and the, like the fact that there's mythological creatures in yes, this game yes. should draw me into the game and it doesn't. Like, Darkstalkers is an exciting game because you're playing as fucking Frankenstein and vampires and everything else. Like, you yeah, know, you the don't do anything monsters. interesting. You, you, you fly around, you punch people in the face. Who cares? I want to take a Hydra and give him a German suplex. I need more than that. And if I'm going to give a Hydra a German suplex, which on surface sounds like, okay, that sounds like it's going to be fun. It needs to be fucking fun when I do it. I it's, think this, you suck at the game. I think that's what the problem is. Without a doubt, I suck at this game. Werewolf arm drag, werewolf flying head scissors, Hercules helicopter spin, the giant swing happens. And I'm going to tell you two things. And if these two things don't want to make you at least check out this game, then I leave humanity. I'm going to quit humanity. I'll never be in humanity again. I gave a pile driver to the Hydra, to a big multi-headed <laughs> Hydra. I gave him a pile driver and he talked in different voices on each head. I can give you that. You didn't care for it. The robot dragon gave me the Captain Kirk rolling flip. Mic drop right there. As I said, I don't think it's completely without merit, but it's not a great game. I would say it is without merit because it doesn't add anything to the genre or like anything that came after. About? It wasn't like it, it built... It was building a foundation for something better. It just was like, uh, fucking put this out there. The fighting games are popular right now. I know, but like, look, at, uh, and I'm going to catch heat for this. I got the same feeling out of this, I guess you could say. The same level of engagement that I did with Trog. Okay. Kyle, I know you really like Trog. And I, I thought Trog was fine. Like, Trog's better than this. Don't get me wrong. Oh! <laughs> but 
I don't think anything's better than this. I really don't. This is the greatest game ever fucking created. <laughs> On God's green earth, as long as I live, this is going to go down in history as the number one game ever. It's just not great, you know? No, it it's, isn't it's great. Cheap, it's a cheap fucking game, and but in saying that, like... There are things in it that I see that I'm like, you talked there, Kyle, but it added nothing. There's one thing that I think it probably did, and I think when you do the super jump uh, throws, to me, I was there going, holy shit, this is Street Fighter Alpha before Street Fighter Alpha. Because mm. a lot of the effects when you're rising into the air with like, the purple backgrounds and mm -hmm. all the scrolling lights, like to me, that was like, I was like, they did this before. And that's what happens in the later muscle games is you would do that. You would jump out of the play field and just have a bunch of lights. And, you know, I'm very Japanese. Another thing I really like about this is that each level is different. You have ice levels where you're sliding around because the controls really are so tight that you want a level that it's a little oh, bit God. looser. <laughs> You can't play as the Hydra. You can't play as certain other bosses. The Hydra's, uh, his throw move is, is pretty interesting. He gives you the big stretch. He can't jump in the air either, but he gives you the big stretch where each head takes a part of your body and uh, stretches you in all directions, which is uh, really great if you want to see a robot dragon's penis area. Yeah. thing is the hydra is like that was like data east's showy stuff back in the day like the way his tail right was. he had the independently moving pixel tail i kind of popped when i saw that but uh well let me say some other good parts i liked about the game i like doppelganger his special skill is all question marks his power is all question marks oh, his defense God. is question mark and his speed is question mark and well go ahead say that but then when you played mortal Kombat and you played against Win Chung or whoever, he stole your powers. But I'm not using Mortal Kombat as a... a well, I don't care. Excellency. Well, I don't care. Because <laughs> I wouldn't. You're right. I like the idea of this game. Yeah. I just don't like how it was executed. executed. And I think somebody like SNK or Capcom probably could have taken the idea of this game and made something that was a little more enjoyable and satisfying for me. It might have been too well, ambitious, you know? No, there's a game we're, we're missing here, and Kyle, I think you're on the right track there, but I think a better version of this is King of the Monsters. Yeah, hmm. King of the Monsters is okay. It's not a great game, but I think it's probably more fun. I love King of the Monsters. I don't care for King of the Monsters 2, but I think King of the Monsters is also like a rampage with some throws and punch and uh, pro wrestling. And but there's ropes. You can throw the You're right. Ropes. Yeah, they're the electric ropes. Without, and this isn't me shitting on the game I know as much you as I have it. been, yeah. but it could have improved on is a little tightened up on that grapple system. Mm -hmm. Obviously, it was a little cheap, but also just shrinking down the areas that you're fighting. Later on, there's like a lot, too much walking around to get to your enemy. Mm. And I like the hazards. You brought up the spikes on the walls. I like that. That works for what this is trying to be. And we didn't even touch on the plot, which is fight, win the tournament, and take the throne. I mean, it doesn't get much easier than that. You're in I an arena. appreciated that. Yeah, it doesn't need to be anything more than that. Right. You're in an arena that has hazards. I would have liked to see more hazards, but I would have liked the arena a little just smaller. If you're going to make it this mm -hmm. wrestling type of game, make it more like a wrestling ring. Gotcha. Wrestling ring ain't a fucking gymnasium, <laughs> yeah. you know? And a lot of times I've, I had to walk uh, the length of a football field to get up to my <laughs> opponent, which I thought was ridiculous. Yeah. Let me talk a little bit more about Doppelganger. <laughs> the advice for him is they give you advice, they give you their height, weight, et cetera, and their age. Doppelganger's only 12. So, yeah, you know, go easy on him. But the advice is keep track of the real you and you can win. 
<laughs> because it does, of course, transform into U, which is a slightly different color palette. But the thing that I like most about Doppelganger is on screen, his name by his health bar is D Ganger. <laughs> yes. There's also that creepy little <laughs> druid dude that comes out and, and hauls your body off. And one of the neat things was when you do defeat the Hydra, he becomes a, a skeleton Hydra. So he's all these heads, snake heads, as a snake skeleton. There's little parts that I really like about this. I think if it had better play mechanics, I think you might have broken a little bit more slack. And I got to tell you, the reason I, I wanted to play this and thought it was so awesome was because I played it on the FM Towns first. And I didn't have the problem of feeding it quarters. I didn't have the problems of the controls being as cheap as they were in the arcade and that is one thing that i did visit upon the arcade that it was difficult look um, it's not superman by data east <laughs> by any stretch of the imagination You're, it's close I, it's close i just wouldn't recommend this game i like the last boss as well archmage the magician what's his blood type uh, well, I don't know. He's, he's 69 inches tall. He's uh, 128 pounds and he's 98 years old. It says keep close to him. That's the advice. And that's pretty good advice because basically he doesn't have any throws either because all of his moves are as <laughs> great. Like he'll make a giant mountain of uh, ice shit come up, where which it will hurt you. He will uh, rain down meteors upon you. He'll hit you with lightning. But the funniest thing is that when he uses his magic, we talked about the voice. When he uses his magic, he says, magic, magic, <laughs> magic. I think that's pretty that's impressive. That's a magic word. He it? just says magic. He does say lightning, but then the other parts, he just says magic. <laughs> uh, another thing about this, not one button wee wee action. There are two buttons in this game. Another thing about this game is that once they beat you a little bit, then you can start getting punches in. It's funny that they give you their height in inches. And we have your Amazon, it's your Gollum, your Hydra. Your Gollum is, he's 99 inches tall. He weighs 5,518 pounds, and he's 219 years old. His characteristics is punching his ineffective hard body. <laughs> I saw his movie Hard Bodies, remember that? He's the naked stone. Use his weight against him. That's the advice. Yeah. How the fuck you do that? I don't know. Make him run into spike walls, I guess. The Hydra, he's hard to defeat. That's his characteristic. And his advice is be careful of its chokehold or you will be strangled. <laughs> okay. Very helpful. Amazon. How the fuck would you fight a Hydra in real life? Punch. You know? <laughs> well, when Hercules fought the Hydra... He kept chopping off heads, and that kept making more heads happen. So what the hell did he do? Uh, did he... He turned it to stone? Yeah, with Medusa's, Medusa's head, head, maybe. Yeah, I think that's yeah. what he did. Surely the advice should be kill Medusa first. Right. And bring her head to But this the fight. weird thing is you don't fight Medusa in this game. Amazonis, she's a female Amazon. <laughs> she's 70 inches tall. She's uh, 99 pounds. Her age is 23. She's attacked by wrestling her. Uh, isn't that what you're doing in this whole fucking game but if you want to not feel it be cheap and you want to feel like you can move around be amazonist because she can move around quite well this game blows but it's a great payoff you get to see a castle <laughs> you want yeah, that's one that like if this is a cheap game that yeah. is fucking expensive you are paying for a shitty picture of a castle. That's what you're doing here. Hey, you won the tournament. Now you rule the whole kingdom. Rest for now, brave fighter king, until a new challenger comes. 
The battle is never ending. As our own Johnny Capcom once said, they didn't even have the decency to put a picture of a naked woman in this game. (laughs) (laughs) Sorry you guys hated it as much as you did. The best part of the game is at the end of it when the name comes up. Game created by Wizard Solomon. (laughs) It is. It is. All right, well, my game sucked. Better luck next month. Speaking of next month, we're going to start a very new thing to the We Talk Games experience, even with some big names and big stuff. So what happens? Next month, we're kicking off our spring concert series powered by Rit Team, and each week we'll be featuring one musical guest. What? I mean, we'll be playing a song by some famous video game E-related peoples. That's right. So when people get an understanding, they don't think we're going to have like... Journey. Uh, yeah, Journey. All right, well, um, two musical acts that we may have on next month might be the Megas. Hmm. And they also might be Anamanaguchi. What? I didn't know what type of people we would might have on here. That's, if you know anything about that, you know. Stay tuned on Twitter at We Talk Games. There'll be more information posted there soon. Wait, are yeah. you going to call in a favor? Are we going to get Tiffany on for this? <laughs> I only talked to Debbie Gibson. I never tried to talk to Tiffany. Fuck. Debbie Gibson hung hung up on me. I said something inappropriate to her. She even called me back and then she hung up on me. That's another story. And now here's T.T. Schmootkins with next week's We Talk Games Video Power Magazine Arcade Weekly Arcade Game Audio Clue. Hello, I am T.T. Schmootkins. Here is next week's We Talk Games, Video Power Magazine, Arcade Weekly, Arcade Game Audio Clue. Good luck, dudes. What's your clue for the kickoff of our spring concert spectacular brought to you by Riteam? Throw one in Ellen Page. <laughs> you wrote Stinky's <laughs> joke before we even get there. <laughs> My clue is Beyond Two Souls. <laughs> My clue is going to be, was Jeff Mittner even born then? <laughs> That's a shitty clue, but the other one had to do with a soundboard from Berserk. Don't be a jerk all the time like these two guys were to me on this, <laughs> this episode. I know, Stop I taking know. it so personally. We just didn't <laughs> like the game. <laughs> Why don't you like I did, me? I, did, I was in the middle of the road guy on this one. Right? You like yeah, and, and, and I podcast. fucking hated it. <laughs> Yeah, but, stop being so fucking Tumblr, Wiggly. But you did. <laughs> they do a sheer We hope you like us. Bye bye. Take dream. <laughs> <laughs>